They're the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You are now listening to the 12.15 Club. Back at it again for another edition of the 12.15 Club. I just blew Eric's ears out. I wasn't that loud, Eric. Was I? You always, like, you'd be like, hey, all right, guys, ready to get going? Dan always says bring energy, so I was trying to bring energy You can bring energy and not scream. I'm not screaming. All right. There you are. Hi, Dylan. Dylan's here, even though he's a traitor. I still haven't forgot that, Dylan. Wow. I hate you. Uh, and Marvin. <laughs> hey, Marvin. Hi. What's up? <laughs> and we got our buddy Tra- Tra- Chad from Traeger here today. Hey, hey. What up, Chad? And, and Mario, don't worry. When I get excited, people have told me I project, oh. too. So One and the same, Chad. Absolutely. One and the same, yes. me and you. Chad, how do you guys decide on what you're going to cook when you come here? Today's spread was humongous. It was Yay! awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, you know, been fortunate most of the times that I've came up here the last couple of times. Uh, Julie and I get to do it together, and so we'll just kind of get together and go. All right, you know, what have we done in the past? Is there anything we want to bring back? Anything new? And um, and this year, just like the crab legs, kind of hit us. Like let's kind of do a succulent surf and turf, and then the Cornish game hens. It's one of those people are like. I wouldn't mind a turkey for Christmas, but damn, I just got done eating a lot of turkey for Thanksgiving. Yeah. So Cornish game hen, you know, if you want a little bit of poultry to put on the table, super easy to cook. They go a long way. Um, so that was great. And then the sides and everything else, um, you know, squash casserole, a little something from the south. That was, um, I don't even like squash, and that was awesome. Yeah, it was funny. That was Julie's idea. She's like, what do you think about a squash casserole? I was like, I have not thought or ate a squash, ca- squash, <laughs> squash casserole since... Um, I was a kid. My mom made them all the time for the holidays, so mm-hmm. that was awesome. And then uh, garlic mashed potatoes. I mean, how can you miss? So, Eric, one of the things I feel, Chad, uh, that whenever you smoke uh, any sort of fish or any sort of seafood, it gets like a little sweet kiss of smoke. Like that smoke gives that sweet. And I didn't need butter. Obviously, we know they were cooked with butter. Mm-hmm. Normally, you like have that vat of butter on the side, yep. of, and you didn't need that. It was so good. No, I'm glad to hear that because yeah, a lot of times you will get you know crab or lobster, and it's it's good, but you're like, oh shit! I'm really using this as a carrier to get more butter. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. you know it's like I mean? popcorn. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like a chip and dip, right? Yeah. You know. So, and then the one thing you can't miss out on, Julie did her pink salmon. <coughs> which that was, was really good. That was yeah. good. Which she literally caught this past season in the so Puget good. Sound, which is so cool. It was so fresh. It was, I mean, she caught it herself. It was like the freshest salmon I've ever yeah, had so by good. far. And then one last thing. It was kind of after the show, after hours. What did uh, what'd you guys think about the elk that her dad killed that she brought out here and we had a little sample of? Awesome. Really. I mean, what's the difference? I mean, it, it, t- <laughs> it tastes similar to like a, a great steak or something yeah. like that. So, you know, if you look at it, most people, if you enjoy a great steak, you'll always enjoy uh, a good piece of elk cooked right. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize with elk or venison, either one, super, super lean. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you, you know, if you like medium rare, if I'm pulling a piece of prime beef at 128, um, I'll pull the same cut of meat on elk or venison at 125 because you don't have, have all that fat there. Once you pull it off the Traeger, it's going to carry over cook quicker um, because it's it's very lean. It's lean yeah. um, and then I think people that say I don't like wild game that like beef, 
Um, it's mostly around they've had it really. They, you, I always say a lot of people wild game they kill it twice. Mm-hmm. They harvest it once and they kill it again on the grill. Yeah. Um, but I, I'll tell you, it's it's really really delicious and has kind of that deeper note than beef. You know, a little more umami, a little more flavor. Um, but yeah, super delicious. Don't say he didn't like it. He said all your food today that he didn't like it. Yeah. Can you tell by looking at me? I hate food. No, it was, I, I love I love well, like wild game and you know, the, like the, game the thing is, Dylan, I thought I don't like Mario. Yeah, I, 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 I was I was hoping I was like, man, he really enjoyed the food. He's got this big this big old stain on his hoodie. But then come to find out, it, it wasn't from our food. It was from your six thirty a.m. microwaved microwaved chili vert. What was it? A white chili chicken verde. chili verde chicken Breakfast chili of champions verde. Burrito. <laughs> and then he spills it on himself. Marvin, Marvin, Marvin it's 6.30 in the morning. Chad, you used, used to see what he regularly eats for breakfast. It's like a chicken salad. I almost crashed, to, too, because it squirted on my hoodie, and I... Oh, and I swear, I swear. Could, could you imagine that obituary? That here, is here, how here, I'm going to die, I have a feeling. Here li- eating a burrito in the car. Here lies Dylon. <laughs> He's he's dead due due to a chicken chili verde burrito. Age twenty six, one hundred and seventy five pounds. He had a third degree burn. plus eight. He had a thousand. Third, he had a third degree burn in his chest from the drippage, and then he ran off the road. Well, I come in this morning here. It's like, did you throw up on your sweatshirt? And it's like uh, worse. It's a fresh burrito stain. Now I'll tell you the difference between me and Eric is I'll never ask a man that unless he wears the same clothes in that he walked out of the day before. That's very possible. That, that's with what Dylan. I will say. <laughs> it did happen this time. <laughs> that's a regular thing for Dylan. Oh, awesome! All right, you want to bring McLovin in? So we're going to bring McLovin in. It's going to kind of be his uh, swan song, at least for the backroom guys. Uh, we didn't want to bring him on next week because uh, when after twelve o'clock, he's dead to us. We'll never talk to him again. Um, so while he's still in the building, yeah. we'll just talk to him, kind of just talk a little bit, reflect on him leaving and his time at the show. Well, by by, by the way, for the record, that was Mario saying that. Yes. yes, he'll be dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, do, I speak for all of us. <laughs> Before we get to make love, and I do want to point out that the, the reason I laughed earlier is because you're about to say, "What's the difference between elk and steak?" Correct? I, no, I, I caught myself. <laughs> I, I caught okay. myself though. Did I not catch myself? There, you did catch yourself, but I pre- did. I catch myself. I prematurely laughed though because I knew exactly what you were asking. Yeah, and it, then was, you realized- it was my brain was uh, processing what I was going <laughs> to say. You know, sometimes the connection Slowly. between your brain and your mouth. Little bit I never had that problem, so I don't really know. But <laughs> because of a mouth, mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, McLovin. Which one of the back room guys are you going to miss the most? I can't answer that question. No, you Mario. have to you answer that I question. Yes, you do. You, listen, you're going to be you gone to us after Thursday, so who cares what bridges you burn? It's not a matter of bridges. I can't answer. Like unlike everybody, you know, unlike Dan and Dan, you know that I like all you guys equally. But there's it's not, not possible, one, there's yeah. not one that's just a slight favorite, McLovin. This is one of the not uh, macro really, guys asking. You're really going to make me answer this? Yes. All right. Well, let me. Can I run down the options? Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 right yeah, yeah, yeah. Go through it. Let's hear. It. Okay. Well, Mario, I feel like you and I are pretty close. We yep. talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we have been for a while. Mm-hmm. We've worked on a lot of different things together. It's always been great. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much why I asked Dylan the question. Is, yeah, yeah. Dylan is my guy. Everyone knows that I've loved Dylan from the day he walked into the studio. Um, who else is in that room? Eric and I have got a lot. I don't think Eric and I have ever not gotten along for even a second. Since the day he came, I mean, this is ridiculous. Since the no, day That's not true. <laughs> that's not true. What, what did we fight over? Kent to Colvay. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, you're like, what? Kentakovi? Wait, so, I, yeah, give, give us what, what happened during Kentakovi. This is the lamest fight you'll ever hear about. Basically, <laughs> one of my costumes was taking forever to be shipped. I'm like, every day I come in like, Eric, where's the dark costume? He's like, I don't know what to tell you. It's in the air. I'm like, do better, Eric Jones. Uh, I'm going to need this. So it, it came at 1045 on October 31st. So I show up for hour three. <laughs> I we tried it off for the first time. But then, but I got to be better. Eric helped me do uh, Professor Gritty which was Gritty to Flyers mascot. He helped me do my most famous one, Andy Reid, pump pass and kick. So Eric is like, Eric's the best. Okay, who else? Marvin's here. I mean, Marvin's here. Marvin's like my best friend, so that doesn't even count. He's out of this. Um, Rob, I've enjoyed making fun of Rob's Knicks fandom more than I've enjoyed (laughs) anything in five years of the show. Ray is like kind of my protege. Everyone knows that. You know, he's tall, lanky. Uh, Weeks is the man. Like, Weeks and I get along great. Oh, I know who it is. The least. It was Sideshow. Who's not there anymore? <laughs> he's the one who I. Now, this is. There was a BRG named Sideshow, Mike, who I had to drive up to the studio every day for three years. Oh, and I didn't he know about this. would be. He would be late to my house about 65% of the time. <laughs> and then he would insist that we play hardcore rap music when it's morning. I just want to listen to a little cat season. And Eric, you could, I, I'm Eric, please, because Eric, you could have interceded and helped me out here, but you knew exactly what I was going through. But not once. You're like, well, I got to get Mike up to the studio to shoot, so I'm just going to let McLovin suffer. So Eric is actually, for that, down on the list. <laughs> no, no charge for the companionship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine now if, like, one of the people had a carpool? Like, we haven't done that in forever. Yeah. I don't know if anybody could. Could any of the backroom guys be in a car with the frontroom guys for more than 30 minutes, you think? Without yeah. it being, like... Of course. Know. What are you talking about? You think so? What's wrong with you, Mario? I mean, no, everybody, they always talk about Terrible how, life. like... They, no, they always talk about how they don't like to, like, talk or they want to, like, be quiet for a little bit. So that's yeah. why, I mean, yeah. he's talking about but how he doesn't want, he didn't like being in the room with Sideshow. No, actually, that was specific to Sideshow, as a matter of fact. The rest of you guys are going to be right anyway. Hey. But <laughs> the, uh, the, no, the Danettes, I got to tell you, everybody's different outside the studio. They don't want to come to work and have to small talk. But in a car... Like, Paulie loves a road trip. He'll chat away on the car. Seton loves to talk about music. And Todd is, I don't know what being in a car with Todd is. Like, Seton's got it three times and talks about it all the time as one of the experiences of his life. So I think outside of the studio, everybody small talks a little better. Andrew, we, we could have carpooled this whole time, I didn't realize, because I'm in Stanford. And so that would have been about 30 minutes in the car together. Great. Oh, great. So that is the, that's so the point the- of the ride where I really... You really get, have to go to the bathroom, and I'm super moody. Be like, you can take a dump in my ass. <laughs> hey, oh look. yeah, that's true. But there's not enough time. Hey guys, we we got a couple of days left. Y'all <laughs> should do it next week. We got yeah. four days. We can do it. Dylan forgets that he's supposed to be here an hour and a half before you get here. No, that was the other, other part. The other part of why I suggest that is I could get here. At <laughs> hey, hey, hey Andrew, do you mind coming in a little early? <laughs> Yeah. One thing, yeah. one thing, we were supposed to uh, do a road trip going to the Super Bowl, Andrew. I was kind of looking forward to that. <laughs> you got dumped. Oh. <laughs> I yeah. did. I, I was so looking forward to that. I thought we would have done a great job. I, I think we would have gotten into, like, uh, like some sort of antics, but not, like, 
drunken pool antics. I think like making a mistake on the GPS antics and ending up in like some weird part of Florida, lost, asking like some strange guy, <laughs> "How do we get back on the road?" Or I, we would have been, been arguing up. about some stupid sports take. Yeah, well, you know, it's like the uh, the one thing about the front room guys are we're pretty brazen and we've been doing this for so long that we don't want to come into work and argue with with our coworker about the Mets. You guys are young and fresh and full of life, and you guys will bring the uh, the Mets bullpen rotation discussion <laughs> at eight o'clock in the morning. So if I need to scratch that itch, I'd go in the back and be like. Hey Rob, did you see the Sixers Knicks game? And then I get ten minutes of, of entertainment. <laughs> Rob so. will light you up. Rob will light you up if you say the word Knicks. By the way, Rob for a newer guy, like sort of like you know, he should be a little deferential. When the Knicks topic comes up, you would think he's Dan Patrick by the authority. <laughs> oh, of the yeah. Like nobody in the room knows anything except for him. I'm like, oh, sorry, Rob. I didn't know you were there when Willis Reed walked on the Madison Square Garden court. Like, <laughs> you're like the level of confidence and expertise he has on the Knicks is probably higher than any person on any topic in the whole room. Rob on the Knicks. I mean, Andrew, you can walk in and be like, Julius Randle's not a top thirty player, and then just walk out, and he'll keep just talking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. What, by the way, he doesn't care what's going on with the show. We can have like the biggest guest of the year. Coming. I mean, everyone's hustling to get the guest on. Rob will be monologuing <laughs> about Emmanuel quickly and like why he can't go left for ten minutes. He doesn't even need you to talk. He doesn't even need you. To talk. <laughs> Not at all. This is all. the most accurate thing uh, you said probably on this podcast so far. What are you going to yeah. miss about being on the show, Andrew? I mean, kind of have you like reflected on leaving? You've been here twelve years. Marvin told me that there's been like 30 calls a day saying they're going to miss me. Yeah. So I think, uh, which I, you don't realize that when you're at work every day, because the only people I see are you guys. And I know you guys never give any positive feedback and vice versa. <laughs> so I do think like sort of the whole Dan Patrick show family thing, like that's impossible to replace. Um, you know, that's very clear. Or I'm not going to have, <laughs> have this fan base, in any other job. Like, this is like, this is once like that. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be going to events and signing 500 things anymore. I think that, you know, that's, not that that was like what I mean, you know what I mean? Like, that comes off as, oh, I'm sad because I won't be as famous anymore. I mean, like, just the fact that everybody's unified and loves one thing in the Dan Patrick show, that's impossible to recreate because there are no other shows like that. Do you think, like, the herd with Colin Coward goes to like a brewery in Milwaukee and has <laughs> 300 people waiting to sign up. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to miss the whole like camaraderie thing. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a, I'm going to miss everything. There's not a single thing I'm going to miss. I might even just call Rob on my cell phone and say, hey, did you see uh, Kevin Durant's game winner against the Knicks last night? But, uh, <laughs> and then you know, put yourself on mute for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'll just hang up. I'll just hang up and call back in two hours and he'll be going on and on about how Obi Toppin needs to see more minutes at the four. Like, I care. Okay, thank you. But your show is going to be in New York, or at least New York based. Obviously, it's distributed from there, but maybe you can get Rob to be a, a, a regular caller on your new show, you know, and, and uh, give him his own segment. Rob complains. Like, it's five good seconds of soccer, but it's five good seconds of Nick's <laughs> complaining. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like the Dan Show, my show is national, and there is nothing people care less about than the Knicks. So, <laughs> honestly, like we, you know, I think we have an overinflated sense of what it's like. I think of NBA now, I think of like the Knicks is like one of my top three teams because we're Rob. So, you know, I, 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 
I'm not going to take Bravo. Too. It's like LeBron, Steph Curry, and um, Derrick Rose, the three biggest stars in the NBA. No, I, I will not. Rob is not going. In fact, I, I actually had him blocked already in advance. That was one of my first requests. Chat? All right, yeah, McLovin. I got two questions, and I'll hang up and listen. Um, first one is you gave us the rundown of the backroom guys, but you still didn't pick a favorite. I'm not going to let you off the hook on that. And second, um, as a guy that was a fan of the show before I got to get involved with the show through Traeger, um, you know, it was just so cool to get to be a part of it. It was, it was amazing. It was great. Um, my favorite interview ever is the Ron Burgundy interview. Where would you rank that? And if it's not your favorite, what is? That is my favorite. And it was, Chad, you should have been there that day. You see Will Ferrell, the biggest star in the world, show up in Milford, Connecticut with a, with a bag of Dunkin' Donuts and scotch at 8 o'clock on a Tuesday morning is the most surreal thing. It, it really happened. It was, there was nothing that was manufactured about that. It came in in full character, except for, and I don't know if he would be mad, like two hours in, he stops, he goes into Will Ferrell, he goes, Hey, uh, McLovin, how are the kids? What's going on? How's Brooklyn? I was like, oh my God, he remembers my name and he knows I have kids. And, and it was just, he's such a nice man that it, it really was even 10 times better. And I think that's the most famous interview we've ever had. Charlie Sheen and Ron Burgundy. Chad, do you remember Charlie Sheen? That's what, when Dan left ESPN and came to Dan Patrick show, that's what put us on the map. Yeah, no, I, 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 I know Charlie. I've actually got to meet him a couple of times. Super nice guy. Um, but yeah, that, I, I would say that Charlie Sheen was pretty cool too. But that Ron Burgundy, I mean, you talk about just what an amazing interview and just, and, and Todd was, Todd was a pretty good sport too. He took a pretty good beating during, during that, that, you know, that first segment. But, uh, it was just seriously radio and TV gold. Yeah, it was, that was amazing. You know, uh, by the way, Will Farrell, the reason, one of the reasons that came up, he came up to me and Paul at a Super Bowl party and said, I watch you guys all the time. And we told Dan, and Dan's like, oh, great. Well, let's get him. Let's get him on. And then Dan's like, I don't know. I think it was Dan's idea to come up as Ron Burgundy. I'd have to ask him. But Will Farrell was, either he came up with it or Dan came up with it. He was a full go immediately. And he was all in. And the other thing, too, is he didn't just do it for, he did it for like nine segments, and he kept character the whole time. It, that was an all. I can't think of a better one. I mean, there's there's about like ten interviews you'll never forget. But I put Ron Burgundy and Charlie Sheen as two like quarter so ones. Was he even in character during the commercial breaks? No, not not the whole time. No, okay. Uh, I don't think he was. A lot of the commercial breaks were filmed. Even more of them back then than there are now. Yeah. Um. So during the look-ins, he was in character. I think he he got out a couple times um, during the non-TV part. Okay. Eric? McLovin, I want to know, were you scared? Like, when you came in and you had to tell Dan and the guys that you were leaving, were you scared? Like, how did you prepare for that? Because I think I would be pooping my pants. I was terrified. I practiced with my wife. She was Dan. Um, (laughs) I don't know why. And then I did it. I said, I don't know why. I, I, it was one of those things I wish I could have talked to Dan about as it was going on, but that is, I thought that would be a little improper to put that on Dan. Um, you know, he's like, then it's like, like he'd be like, what, what do you expect me to say here? <laughs> so I had to like sort of make a decision and then talk to him. And it was totally stupid. Like, I didn't need to rehearse with my wife. I didn't need to do any of that. Because immediately he was like, oh, I'm happy for you and I'm sad. There was like no, 
it was it was really weird. Like all my like all my thoughts of what I didn't even know what I thought could go wrong or anything because I don't know what would go wrong. But nothing went wrong. It was a hundred times easier than I thought it was going to be. Um, but it, no, it was it was really hard. But there was no like there was no you know there was just Dan Dan knew it was hard for me too and said oh, I understand it's hard for you. I mean. Uh, you know, obviously I'm very sad, but I'm very happy for you. So he was really cool about it. When that gets offered to you, and I guess, I mean, it's kind of a personal question, but I'm just going to try it. Um, that gets offered to you. Do you like weigh the pros and the cons? Is it like, no, I want to do this for sure? How does that decision, how is that decision made? I mean, you've been, like I said, yeah, you've been yeah, here for 12 years. It's not a light decision. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, of course you do a pro-con list. And, you know, obviously... There was the opportunity, which is really exciting, uh, to co-host a show. There's also lifestyle and, like, proximity, and everything came into uh, effect. So there was a pro-con list, and there was a, obviously, but it wasn't really about the pro-con list, because the pros on the Dan Patrick show were so high. So it was really about, like, it was also a family decision, you know, like, okay, listen, where where do I need to be physically? Because I have two kids at home, too, and that, and my wife works and you know that determines a lot of our decision making it was it's also a family decision it wasn't like i said you know it, it actually yeah i'd never be like oh i got this on the dan patrick show and i got this from doing the new show so because the pros on the dan patrick show are obvious and big uh and the other thing was it was annoying because i couldn't talk to people about it because they swore me to secrecy because they didn't want people who would be left out uh on the cbs side to feel bad about it so I couldn't, I really wanted to call my friends and say, hey, what do you think about this? But at the end, it became like sort of a family decision. Um, so to say there were any, you know, uh, obviously Todd Limerick was the biggest con. You know, there were things <laughs> like that. Uh, there was a lot of the, the cons. I mean, they're the same cons we all have. Uh, you know, Todd Limerick, uh, Rob talking about the Knicks, uh, Tyler's, uh, you know, hit and miss beat Fridays, that kind of thing. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You can't miss with a tra- you can't miss with a Traeger grill. We all know that. So that was a joke. Um, Andrew, you talked a little bit about like how you weren't able to talk to anybody. So you didn't tell any of the Danettes. I know you're close with Paul. You didn't seek out yeah. any like uh, advice or kind of anything like that prior to no, talking I, to Dan. No, the particulars of the situation meant that I could not do that um, because obviously, I think if I told. Paul or Cena or Todd do not tell anyone this they would they would not tell anyone this like those guys are trustworthy mm-hmm. but uh, it was just like oh, I don't want to put that on them because um, there's just no upside to that because it puts them in an uncomfortable position also puts me in an uncomfortable position if you say a leak got out to the media then I'd be like oh well I told people so maybe it was me you know but you never know because they were actually reporting a lot around this not because of me, really, but because Tiki Barber's show got moved. Yeah. So people were following Tiki. So I didn't want any kind of, like, leak having anything to do with me. So where, where is the show going to be able to be heard? Is it just CBS Radio, Audacity, Sirius XM? Uh, yeah. Odyssey. Not Audacity. Audacity. Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's only, like, one of the biggest uh, audio companies in the world, and you're in the audio business. But you can call it Audacity, Mario. That's I'll just, fine. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna slander it and call it, call it Audacity. 
Yeah, did you just say, well, like, you know, like, you meet a girl, you're like, oh, what's your boyfriend's name? Is it Brad or Brad? I can't even remember. You're just sort of nagging a lot of stuff. I know exactly what you're doing. Um, but, yeah, CBS Sports Radio, Odyssey app, and Sirius XM Channel 158. But I will be tweeting like crazy. Uh, so you can find it there. You're probably not going to have any people, like, behind the scenes that are like us. So um, good luck with that. I was I was in the office the other day and I was eyeing the guys in the back and they they can't compete. It's very clear right now. Yeah, <laughs> they're way too serious. First of all, yeah, I went back there. Everyone's like studiously looking at their computers. I'm like, first of all, this is I don't know what this is all about. Like, <laughs> where nobody's cooking anything. There's no dogs running around. What is going on here? Does this work or they're all like like printing out spreadsheets and things. Yeah, and then you got to ask, all right, so I'm trying to figure out, which one of y'all eats a chili chicken verde burrito at 6.30 in the morning? Because Dylan does that back at the DP show. Which one of you guys is the new Dylan, all right? Chad, have you ever been in a car with Dylan? That is an experience. It's like a 1988 Skylark, and like, you're listening to like some bar stool podcast, and like, and like you don't even know, like, this is like... Bait pens around. It's, 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 it's a whole thing. I've, well, gr- I've grown a lot since then. Hey, I'm, I'm going to see if me and him can do a little joyride in downtown Milford as soon as we wrap up this podcast. Make <laughs> love in the way you I, put it. I, I, it. Sounds like I got to live a little bit. The uh, the caddy yeah. died, so now I have a golf. I really downgraded in the cool department. You did. Yeah. Oh man, you're growing up right in front of our eyes. Yeah, but I do eat burritos in the golf still. Oh my god! Yeah, no. There is a. You know, you should ask me if I could bring over one Danette. I mean, not one Danette, one BRG to my new job. Who would I bring? Now, we, that would have been a good question. All right. So who who would it be? I mean, Marvin. You kind of just set yourself up. Who, who do you think is the most useful? Ah, <laughs> uh, don't take his wrong way, but there's a clear number one draft. Marvin. He's young. Eric? He's got a. No, no, no. He's young. He's got a ten year window ahead of him. Ray. He's oh, got Ray. A rookie contract. Yeah, of course I did. Come on. He's on a rookie contract. I love the fact that you said he's on his rookie contract. (laughs) That's actually not a bad pick. He's basically Justin Herbert. I mean, like, (laughs) Dylan's Gardner Mitchell, Mitchell, uh, Mario's Patrick Mahomes. He's throwing the ball all over the place this year. Eric's like Matthew Stafford. Like, he's got big numbers, but I don't know what that means. Let's see. uh, Uh... Marvin's a lefty. He's like he's uh, there's a le- he's Tua. He's a lefty, so you don't want that. How about how about um, how about Tyler? Who's Tyler? Tyler's like Tyler, Tyler Henneke. <laughs> you don't know what you're getting from him <laughs> any given day. Nick Mullins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's an undrafted rookie out of a directional school in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to take uh, one of the Danettes with you, who would you take? Uh, Wow, I mean, you got Fritzy's booking ability is pretty valuable. Yeah, uh, Polly's got a million ideas. Eaton's got a million ideas. I would like. God, I probably wouldn't take Todd because, yeah, I don't. I don't think he's going to book the same kind of guest for us. So that'd be tough because both Paul and Eaton have great ideas. I'm just kind of hoping they'll give me those ideas anyway out of friendship. So I will take neither. <laughs> I don't want Good to answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we're going with D, player to be named later. Wait, no, no, it's Ray. I told you. Oh, right. <laughs> Ray's, Ray's the guy. That's a good value pick. That is a good value pick. You get him on a rookie yeah, contract. I mean, contract. Yeah. So the rookie contract, I can build around him for five years. Um, and then you can release I, him yeah. down the road. I mean, 
Uh, Dan, Dan actually did offer me one of the BRGs, to be honest. He did? He got a current BRG. Yeah, yeah, he said if I wanted, I could take Jay with me. <laughs> That's the real number one pick. <laughs> if you need if you need any, like, shingles replaced to your apartment. Your roof redone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to my show on my first day. I'm like, oh, I got a guy with me um, who uh, I think you guys will like. I think I need to hire him. His name is Jay. It's <laughs> like middle of winter. He's wearing jean shorts. As, and, uh, yeah. as long as CBS doesn't have a tooth requirement, then I think he's all yours. <laughs> oh, or maybe they have insurance where you can get that fixed. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, like, what is Jay short for? No short for it, just Jay. <laughs> well, I think that's all we got for you, McLovin. I think that's a good place to end. <laughs> we appreciate oh, you. We'll wow. miss you. Uh, we wish you all the best in your future. And we'll probably never talk to you again. Yeah, you know I love you guys. You know you're going to have to talk to me again. So uh, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Get home safe. We'll see you next week. Yep, later. That's all we got for the 1215 Club chat. Thank I would you, like to say, I would like to say happy holidays to all the loyal Dan Patrick show and podcast listeners. Yeah. And uh, if you're looking for a last-minute gift idea, don't forget about Traeger.com Traeger. or WhiskeyBentBBQ.com. Either one. WhiskeyBent on Twitter. What's your uh, Instagram? Give all the plugs. Uh, Instagram. You, so you can, any of the Traeger brands, you can catch it. Traeger Grills or Traeger. And then uh, myself, uh, just WhiskeyBentBBQ on uh, everything but MySpace. <laughs> I heard that. Yeah, I don't. I think there's much traction on MySpace. They may be coming back. They may be coming back. You're missing out, Chad. That's (laughs) a big market. MySpace. (laughs) Your hair looks ridiculous. It's called a By by the way, if you're looking for something fun after a couple cocktails this weekend, you can shave my head. Go take a look at Dylan and then compare it to the caddy from Happy Gilmore. (laughs) And uh, you know, maybe Mario can get a picture of this hair, put it up on uh, something, so you guys can get the comparison. But if you look at Dylan right now and you look at Happy Gilmore's caddy. Um, We're hot I'll dudes. tell you what, he, he was actually, he, he could be the stunt double, for sure. But thank you guys for having me. Thank Chad, you, Chad. Thank, thank you, you Chad. as always, for your presence, for your cooking. Merry Christmas. Merry Ex- Christmas. Excellent Happy spread New Year. this week. I think that's all we got for the 12 Team Club this week. For Ma- Ariel, myself, Dylan the Graphics Guy, Marvin the Prince, Eric the Big German. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Andrew, for joining us. Have a good weekend, everyone. We'll see you next week.